0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hillbilly Humor. I am so sorry that I haven't posted an episode in a while. It has been a rough winter for me. Um, I don't think that I have told you yet, but I am in the propane industry. I'm a marketing manager for a regional propane company. And that means, yes, I literally sell propane and propane accessories. Let the Hank Hill jokes commence. I provide the people of this community with propane and propane accessories. If you think that you have a Hank Hill joke that I haven't heard, you would be mistaken. I've heard them all. Every one of them, I would almost guarantee it. I've been in the business for almost 17 years, so there's probably nothing that you can... Tell me about Hank Hill that I don't already know. Matter of fact, I've watched every single episode of King of the Hill. And yes, I enjoy it. So, how about that? Anyway, um, it has been a rough winter. We've had, uh, man, it's been brutal. Um, The cold is not what gets us. Uh, We like the cold. But uh, the snow and the ice, man, it it is, it has been brutal. Especially here in the southern Ohio Valley. Uh, seemed like every week we were getting some sort of system coming in whether it be snow ice snow ice and it was just rotating like that and uh, they did a pretty good job of of, uh, clearing the roads but biggest problem was driveways you know about 90 percent of our customers are on a hill we're in the foothills of Appalachia and uh, if uh, if the driveways aren't treated you're not going to get any propane because there's no way our delivery drivers can get up there. Um, our trucks are heavy and, uh, if they lose traction, that's it. Uh, you're just, you're just along for the ride. And, um, for those of you who think, well, man, that's dangerous because propane is uh, flammable, it's explosive. Um, In the right conditions, yes, it can be, but uh, honestly, these trucks have so many safety devices on them that you could probably roll one down a mountain and nothing would happen. Um, Here's one of my favorites. Um, You know, we live in a really rural area. Freaking car driving past like they're Fast and the Furious. We live in a really rural area and and uh, we have a lot of hunters, and um, you'd be surprised how many times we get asked, uh, well, what happens if somebody shoots that tank? Is it going to explode? And the, uh, the, the answer is no, it's not. It's scientifically impossible. Um, I know you, know you watch these action movies with Mel Gibson coming in, screeching in on, his, uh, on a Harley and shooting a propane tank and killing a bunch of bad guys uh it just doesn't work that way you need three things for a fire or an explosion you need fuel you need um, source of ignition and you need oxygen you take one of those away and you will not have a fire and um so you can shoot a propane tank and if by some miracle it does pierce the steel which is saying a lot um there's not going to be any oxygen inside that tank. It is liquid propane, and then you have a uh, a, above the liquid propane is vapor. So there's no oxygen. So even if it does cause a spark, it cannot explode the tank. Worst case scenario, you may have a flame shooting out of the tank as that propane escapes. Uh, That's not a bad thing because that's burning up the propane that's coming out, uh, as long as you tank, keep the tank cool, you know, you're good to go. No worries. So, anyway, that is not what I was going to talk about today. But um, I'll tell you what, that car that just went by, I don't know if you guys heard that or not, but it um, um, reminded me of a story on my commute the other morning. Really put me in a bad mood. Just, Just flat out pissed me off. There's this... You know, we don't get in a hurry around here. You know, we just, we leave early enough to get to work. We, we go to work, we come home, we set our cruise control if we have one, and we just go. We don't get in a hurry. There's no sense in it. Well, I'm driving to work the other day, and this, you know, there's cars around, but then here comes Mr. Micropenis in an $80,000 Tesla just causing all kinds of grief for all of us around. We're all trying to get out of his way. He's swerving in and out of traffic and he he finally i finally get over i'm able to get over squeeze between a semi and another car and he just goes flying up i mean he's gone in an instant it's like okay buddy we get it you know you you have a small penis but your car's nice whoop-dee-doo um and it just irritated me and uh so we get it i'm going on up the highway and and karma rears its ugly head because, because this guy's pulled over when we get up to him because he smashed into a deer. <laughs> like, how's that eighty thousand dollar Tesla treating you now, dickwad? Oh man, it is just poetic justice. Just poetic justice. Just slow down. You know, take your time. There's no life's short. You might as well enjoy it. And even though life is short, I, I even if I had the money, I would not spend that much money on a car, especially an electric car, please. You know, if you want to drive an electric car because uh, um, because you like it and it's, it suits your personality and all that stuff, sure, go ahead, go for it. But if you're doing it because you have this holier-than-thou attitude of, uh, well, I'm saving the environment. What are you doing? I'm reducing my carbon footprint. What are you doing? Uh, You're completely wrong. Completely wrong. Because for every electric vehicle that is added to the road, that's putting out more carbon emissions from electric plants, which are powered by what? Coal and natural gas. Probably about 80% of the electricity we use in this country is coal and natural gas. You want to reduce your carbon footprint switch your fleet over to propane propane is in an, an epa approved fuel so you'll instantly instantly reduce your carbon footprint and now they're able to make renewable propane okay sales pitch over anyway um so yeah it's been a rough winter it's just been one of those winters. I, I I'm, I I don't know how to how else to put it. I just didn't have time to record anything, and it's just been whew, man, it's been rough. But we're pretty much out of it now. You know, uh, uh, it's uh, recording this on March first. We're still having pretty pretty chilly mornings, probably um, I'd say in the high twenties, maybe maybe mid twenties. Um, but then it's heating up to around, you know, high 40s, 50s, something like that. So, so I think we're out of the worst of it. We may still get a snowfall here and there um, before spring hits, but I doubt it. I think we're pretty much done. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, normally on this thing I'm I'm telling stories from around the area of Hillbilly Nation. Um, so I thought on this one, what I would do is instead of telling a story about somebody else, I'd tell a story about me and what happens to a hillbilly when he travels all the way across the country to a, um, to a big city that he's never been to and he's all alone because it is, (laughs) oh man, this is the only kind of crap that could happen to me really. But honestly, it probably happens to a lot of other people, but, it's just so funny. I want to tell you about the story of me taking a trip to Los Angeles um, when I was in my early 20s by myself, and uh, some of it's pretty comical. So I get this wild idea to go to Los Angeles. I'm, in my early 20s, I was getting laid off from the job I was at, and I was kind of bummed out, and I didn't, I, you know, I just, I don't know, I, was kind of, I just needed to do something. Something for myself, so I took what um, tax money I got back from the government, and uh, I decided to go to Los Angeles. Um, I wanted to. I've always been interested in in movies and um, entertainment. I don't know if I've ever really had the the acting bug, but I love to entertain people. Um, I make really stupid videos and send them to my family and stuff. Just I like to make people laugh. That's just who I am. So I thought, you know what, I I, I think I might go out there. I was actually thinking about moving out there, but that didn't pan out. Anyway, um, I decided, okay, let's go. So my dad actually has had been out there before, and um, he graciously offered to pay for my plane ticket. And so I... I set everything up and flew from Columbus, Ohio, to uh, Burbank. I flew right into Burbank, and um, so before I left, I was talking to my dad and just you know asking him tips and tricks and you know what what what's it like? What things should I do? Shouldn't I do? Because honestly, to me, it was like it was like going to a different country. You go from the foothills of Appalachia, from from hillbilly nation, and you're flying halfway or all the way across the country, basically to um to a big city you've never been in before, a different state. Um, you know what? Well, I didn't know what what was I supposed to expect. And he, uh, I can't remember all the details, but there's one that that I remember very plainly. He just said, um, he goes, just stay out of East L.A. He said, um, there's not a really a whole lot to see there, and he said, there, there's typically gang activity there. He said, you just, just stay out of East L.A. He said, other than that, go out and have fun. So, I decided to do that. So, I flew across the country by myself, bought the tickets by myself. Um, he, he gave me the money. I, I bought them by myself, drove myself to the airport. I uh, went through security by myself, I uh, found the plane seat by myself, flew all the way across the country by myself, got off the plane by myself, found my luggage by myself, all of that, and they wouldn't let me rent a car. I couldn't rent a car because I was under the age of 25. So, I get it, you know, insurance, all that crap is just, it just struck me weird. Like, I just, I am an adult man. Like, I did, I'm able to drive. I've been driving for years, you know. Maybe not as long as some, but I've I've been driving for years. Anyway, they wouldn't let me rent a car. I thought, well, crap. So... I uh, I was staying in Burbank. I, I took a taxi cab which it was the first time I'd ever taken a cab. I mean we don't have them around here really. We have them up in the the little city that we that I live nearby, but I've never taken one. I've never needed one. I mean in where I live, you can walk faster than you could take a cab probably. And uh, so I took a, a cab. It was a real nice guy. Um it was funny because it, it was just, it was funny. It just kind of struck me funny because this guy, you could tell he was Muslim. I mean, he had the Muslim garb on. He, he spoke with, um, I guess, um, uh, is it Islamic accent or middle or I don't know, middle Eastern accent. I don't know what you call it. What kind of accent anyway, but, it, what struck me funny was he had his license back there in the back taped to the back of the seat and it said justin and i was like i don't know i don't i don't want to i don't trust this guy his name's justin and it's not because he's middle eastern i just you know if i'm getting if I'm getting chauffeured around by a Middle Eastern guy, I want a guy with a Middle Eastern name. You know, at least throw a Muhammad in there. You know, I, I don't want some some random white guy coming up with the name Muhammad Islam or something. Like, come on, dude. Don't... And even if that is your real name, throw a Muhammad in there, you know? Give me the real experience. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so he was real nice. I mean... I have no, it's not about race, it's not xenophobic or anything, it was just, it struck me weird, you know, give me something, Um, took me to the hotel, he got my luggage out of the trunk and everything, I mean, he was a real super nice guy, I had paid him, tipped him, went in to check to check into the hotel, and I said, I was talking to the guy that was checking me, and I said, listen, I said, I'm all the way from southern Ohio, they wouldn't let me rent a car, I said, "What do I do now?" I was like, D- I, "I can't afford to take a taxi everywhere." He goes, "No." He goes, "Don't worry about." it. He said, uh, "The bus that goes into Hollywood and L.A." He said, "All that stops right here." He said, "And there's always one coming through here." Um, he said, "At least every ten to fifteen minutes." He said, "You be good." He said, "Actually, it's good that you don't have a car because you don't know where you're going." He said, it's real easy to get locked up in traffic around here. He said, so um, just take the bus. And he said, "Um, if you have any questions on, you know, where to get off the stop or anything like that, those drivers are typically really nice and um, they'll help you out. I said, okay, so this, you know, honestly, this turned into a good trip because I thought, you know, the stereotype the stereotypical big city you know everybody's angry kind of thing just wasn't fitting in with what I was experiencing. So I thought this, this this is pretty good. I like this everybody seems to be pretty nice and for the most part everybody was pretty nice. I never had an issue with with anybody that that I would call negative but anyway so I um, I checked in, got into my room, and it was getting kind of late, so I didn't know if I should attempt to go and walk around at night, you know, because I'm naive. But I was hungry, and literally right in front of my hotel, almost in the same parking lot, was this little tiny building. I mean, it couldn't have been any bigger than one of those she-sheds you see you know, it wasn't very big at all. And the name of the restaurant was, it was, I don't know if I mentioned it was a restaurant. It was a, it was a Mexican restaurant, but it. the name of it, which I thought was funny, um, was Authentic Mexican Restaurant. That was the name of it, Authentic Mexican Restaurant. I thought, you know what, let's give it a try. I'm going in there thinking that I'm going to get, you know, Taco Bell food or something like that. No, I walked in. Let me tell you something. When they say authentic Mexican restaurant, that's exactly what this was. Nobody in there spoke English. I had to point to the menu of what I wanted, which was fine. I don't care. I still got my food. So when they say authentic Mexican restaurant, it was so authentic that I think there was a tunnel going underneath the restaurant into Mexico, and that's how they commuted back and forth to work. This was authentic. I got my food, went back to the hotel room and ate it. And let me tell you what, oh my sweet Lord, it was some of the best food that I've ever eaten in my life. It was, I mean, it was incredibly delicious. I was stuffed when I was done and I wanted more. That was how good it was. So I finished my meal and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I, I feel it. The bubble guts. I was like, oh, what is that? And probably maybe about 10 seconds later, I'm scrambling to the bathroom because I, I'm surprised I made it to the bathroom. It hit me like a rock. I, I run into the bathroom... And let me tell you something, I dumped so hard that the toilet almost flushed by itself. I was sitting there like on Dumb and Dumber uh, on that movie where he's sitting there on the toilet with his legs raised up and just, just letting loose. That's what it felt like. Let me tell you something, that was the fastest I've ever go- gone from eating to dumping ever in my life. And people, people often ask me, well, was it worth it? Would you eat there again? And the answer is yes, and I did. <laughs> I did eat there again, and I had the same problem. But you know what? It was worth it because that food was delicious. Anyway, so the next day I get up, and I go to, I get ready, and... You know, get my shower, brush my teeth, do all that jazz. And um, I've got my video camera with me. And so basically, I am your typical tourist. And I go out, I get on, I go to the bus stop, and I'm standing there. And there's people standing there, and I go, how y'all doing? And they just look at me like, like I just talked about their sister. Like, who the hell is this guy, and why is he talking to me? like don't talk to me i don't know you <laughs> anyway they didn't say that but they did look at me kind of weird so i thought oh okay well let's not do that bus comes i get on the bus and we're just driving along i'm just sitting there driving along um not you know i have no idea where i'm at or what where i'm going but i'm exploring looking around like a kid going on a trip and uh, then we passed by the Warner Brothers studio in Burbank. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And I literally just went, we went in front of the gate, turned right, and started going down this other road. And um, you really didn't see much but the water tower. And you could see inside a little bit, but there was nothing there. But I was excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, that there's a movie studio. So I'm getting all excited, you know, like this is stuff I haven't seen before. We keep on driving and and then I really crack up to myself because I don't want to offend anybody. But we cross over what's, what, what what the sign on the bridge said, the L.A. River. And I look over and the L.A. River looks more like a runoff stream. I mean, I could probably jump, I could probably step over it, maybe, step from one side to the other, is what they called the L.A. River. Now, I'm, being from Ohio, we're we're right along the Ohio River. Uh, The the Ohio River is one of the widest in the nation, And, and that flows right into the Mississippi, so I'm used to a river. You know, something like that in L.A. wouldn't even be considered a creek where I'm from. That would be considered a, a runoff from a hill. Like, and I don't know. Anyway, it cracked me up what they considered a river. So we keep driving along and uh, there's a few people that get on and off the bus. And somebody got on and sat um, across on the other seat across the aisle from me. And... Um, I said, excuse me, and he said, uh, said, yeah, I said, I'm not, I'm from out of town, I'm just kind of looking around here today, Um, can you tell me, can you tell me where I uh, get off to go near the Kodak Theater, and um, at the time it was the Kodak Theater there near the the Chinese Theater and uh, the handprints and all that stuff. And he said, "Oh yeah." He goes, uh, "He goes. Oh, we'll be going right past there. I'll uh, I'll let you know." I was like, "Oh, appreciate it." Um, so we struck up a conversation. We're sitting there talking and all that stuff. Finally, he said, "Okay, this is your stop." So I step off of the bus right onto the Walk of Fame where all the stars are at. So now I'm really happy. Like I'm just, I'm just like, "Wow, this is so cool." And people around there are probably thinking, you know, this guy. They're, they're just names on a sidewalk, but to me it was neat because i would never seen it before. So, of course, I'm looking down as I'm walking, which is not a good idea when you're in the city. I'm looking down while I'm walking, and all of a sudden there are these two hairy feet. And I step back and look up and immediately jump back because right in front of me is Chewbacca from Star Wars. <laughs> I literally went, "Oh shit!" Because I didn't—I was not expecting that at all. Nobody told me that the street actors, the people that dress up as these characters, go along the street to to get their pictures taken, and they work for tips. And I thought, I thought it scared the crap out of me. And the guy—I don't—he never did take his. Mask off, but the guy was laughing inside and I I said, Damn, Chewy, you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and he he just was laughing. He goes, he goes, I can always catch Taurus with their head down. Um and he did, man. He got me. Like it just I was not expecting you don't expect something like that. So I walk up a little ways further and there I am in front of the Kodak Theater and the Chinese Theater and there's a bunch more um, street actors there. Uh, One was dressed up as Shrek. One was dressed up as Spider-Man. You had um, uh, Darth Vader. Um, There was some guy walking around dressed as, uh, he was Johnny Depp dressed as Jack Sparrow from the pirate movies. And he was was carrying a, a fake Oscar around with him um which I kind of thought was weird because I don't I don't think Johnny Depp won an Oscar for his portrayal of Jack Sparrow but i at at any rate it was it was weird but he looked I, I mean it if you didn't know any better you'd have thought it was Johnny Depp I mean he he looked the part as just I don't know what the deal was with the fake Oscar he had in his hand. Um, there was a couple more there. I can't remember. There's a little person there dressed as Chucky, which is really freaky. I mean, just, we'll just leave it at that. That was really, that really creeped me out. And so I'm, I'm going around looking at, um, the handprints in the concrete. And I thought that was pretty neat. Um, you know, you had like Clark Gable and, uh, Dick Van Dyke and, um, uh, there's a lot more. Uh, Audrey Hepburn and uh, people like that. It was pretty neat. Um, then all of a sudden, I hear two people arguing like, really arguing back and forth. So I'm looking around, and there is Spider Man, who's five foot nothing, and Shrek. Who is a probably six foot five, three hundred pound uh, black man dressed as Shrek, and then you have the Spider Man who's five foot nothing, little tiny white guy, and they and this Spider Man is looking up at him, just just laying into him, man. I mean, just I don't even know. I think it was about because he stole his tips, like he was he was supposed to get a picture with somebody and then get a tip and shrek took those people away i don't know it whatever it was i guarantee it wasn't worth it and i thought well you don't see this every day shrek and spider-man are having an argument in the middle of downtown los or downtown hollywood so i'm sitting there watching this because honestly it's like one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life and then all of a sudden they start fist fighting so you have Spider-Man and Shrek fist fighting on Hollywood Boulevard in in Hollywood. And I, I'm staring at this like, this is awesome. How often are you going to get to see Spider-Man fight Shrek? Needless to say, Spider-Man got the crap kicked out of him. Uh, Spider-Man started the fight, by the way. He tried to punch the guy in the face, but... Uh, He was a little bit too tall for him and ended up just grazing his chin. Shrek decided to just lay one good roundhouse on him. I mean, he'd come around just went boom right in the head. That disoriented Spider-Man. Spider-Man leaps up, literally leaps up on top of Shrek. Shrek's holding Spider-Man while Spider-Man's beating Shrek in the head. And Shrek decides, okay, I've had enough of this. Takes Spider-Man and throws him literally throws him Spider-Man goes rolling across the ground he then gets up so Spider-Man decides you know what that's not working I'm just going to charge at him so then what he does is he charges at Shrek and then Shrek very gently if i if if you want to be honest with you just puts his knee up and kind of just just puts his knee up to, to protect himself. Spider-Man runs into his knee, which <laughs> which then kind of hits his throat. So then Spider-Man's bent over, hacking and coughing, can't breathe. And then here comes Shrek with just another, uh, another little punch. I mean, he really wasn't putting all his weight into it. And just kind of knocked him in the side of the head, and, and Spider-Man was done. So if you ever wondered who would win a fight between Shrek and... And Spider-Man, um, I've seen it, and Shrek wins. It was the craziest, funniest, coolest thing that I'd ever seen on that entire trip. And I saw some celebrities on that trip. Okay? That right there was worth the whole trip. Because I saw Spider-Man and Shrek get into a fight. Now, you tell me that. You tell me that is not one of the coolest things that you that you've ever heard about. And the best part about it is, it was free. I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, come on. That was amazing. It was incredible. Oh man. So anyway, that it was going to be hard to top that for the day, but I still tried. I walked around, looked at the the print the stars, the Uh, footprints and handprints in the concrete and then there was this little outside mall there that you could go through look at some shops and different things and um, you walk around towards the back of this outdoor mall and you get a really good view of the Hollywood sign and that was really neat so of course um, I had to tell somebody about it that I'm staring at the Hollywood sign so I call my dad who by the way works for a living so, in the middle of the day, I'm calling dad saying, "Hey, I'm looking at the Hollywood sign," and he, of course, has seen it probably a couple times before I did. Like he'd been out there a couple times, and so he did not sound impressed at all. Um, and I don't blame him <laughs> because I'm just like, "Hey, guess what? I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Hollywood sign." He's like, "Yeah, I've I, I've seen it." you're in Hollywood. That's, uh, that's part of the, part of the deal. Uh, he didn't say that, but it was just funny cause that always cracked me up too. Um, so, you know, I'm walking around there and, um, just exploring and I go into this one shop and there's a bunch of Oscar statues behind locked glass and there's armed guards there. And, um, and I, it was just, there. It wasn't a store. It was just you walked in, and there was just a bunch of Oscar statues that didn't have any names on them or anything like that. And I said, I looked at the guard, and I said, uh, "Are these, are these actual Oscars?" And he said, uh, he said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "These Oscars um, will be presented at the Oscar at the Oscar Awards, um, at the Academy Awards coming up." the day after tomorrow. I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that they're having the Academy Awards uh, the day after tomorrow? He said, yeah, and and these are the Oscars that will be awarded? Yeah. I said, oh, okay, so that's why there's no names on them. He said, right. I said, awesome. So I'm going to be in Hollywood during the Academy Awards. That's pretty neat. So... I look, I walk around this store, and, or not store, but I walk around here and I'm looking at the Oscars. They all look the same. So, the only thing that differentiates an Oscar is the name that they put on it. So, if you've seen one Oscar, you've seen them all. Why they were all there, I don't know. But anyway, they were. Um so I go out and I'm, I, I go over to the other side of the, um, the outdoor mall and I kind of just sit down just to relax. And um, there, was a, an, a, there was an elevator right there. And coming out of the elevator was two celebrities that I can picture in my mind. They're more of like, like B-list celebrities. I don't know their names, but I know who they are. Like, like I've seen them on TV before, um, and they're more like talk show hosts um, or announcers. I think that's what they were doing there for the Oscars. I, I still to this day don't know their names. I don't even know how to how to search it up. Like, I don't know what I've seen them in, but I know who they are. It was a woman and a man, and um, I had I have no idea what their names are, but that got me excited. I'm like, oh, I've seen these people on my television. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm your typical hillbilly tourist at that point. Like I, I'm starstruck at two people that I have no idea who they are, but I know I've seen them on TV. So the fact that they've been on TV, um, is what got me starstruck. And and what's funny is our local weatherman here on our on our local news is on TV. Honestly, he's on TV too much. He's on TV all the time. I've I've met him a dozen times, never been starstruck. It's just weird. I don't know. It, it, the whole thing, the whole thing about it was weird. So I um, the sun's starting to go down, and um, so I decide I'm gonna go back to the hotel, and that's what I did. I got up back on the bus, went back to the hotel, and then uh, I thought, well. Next week, or I mean not next week, tomorrow, I'm going to go to Beverly Hills. So, I go back to the hotel, and I kind of relax there. Then I decide, you know what, I'm hungry. So, I went back across the parking lot and got me some Mexican laxative, and everything was good. So, that is going to be the end of part one. And uh, next week, we'll go back to part two when I have even more fun trying to get to Beverly Hills um, on a bus, end up getting on the wrong bus, and then things get twisted and turned around. So, I hope you enjoyed part one. Part two is coming next week of my Hollywood story. Always remember, be good to the ones that you love, and I'll talk to you next time. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking.